Thank you, everybody. It's been our privilege. It is a privilege. It certainly is. It's a real privilege. And I just, one minute, just want to thank Steve, Debbie, and the leadership in this church and the people that put all this on. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, when we first chatted about this, Steve said, all right, we'll risk. So thank you. So hallelujah. Thank you very much. All right. Um, I'm really trying to get you people home because some people have got to travel quite a distance. But I feel like I just need to touch on one or two more things and then we can pray. First of all, let me just say I had a chat with somebody in the lunchtime just to understand the difference between liberating authority and governmental authority. And this is not a slur on the person I'm about to talk about, but just it helps understand. Okay? I don't know if you're going to like this person or not. When everything started happening down in Florida with Todd Bentley, Michelle and I decided to go. Because our church was close and people were asking questions. So I needed to go there myself and see. So we went there. We were there, I think, three days and three nights. I can't remember. But the first night, I distinctly remember when we were in there and they were starting the worship, I really felt the presence of God. To such a degree, I was brought to my knees. And I, I, I just wept for quite a while. I don't know how long, quite a while. I was just very conscious of his presence. And then things started to happen, and I saw the miraculous happen. I saw some people get out of wheelchairs. But when I came home, I said to Michelle, God's there, but something's not right. That's what I said to her. I can't put my finger on it, but God is definitely doing something, and I want to learn from that. I really want to learn from that, but there's something that's not lining up, and I couldn't quite put my finger on it, if you understand what I'm saying. And we went to second night, and something happened on the stage, and then I clicked what it was. Yeah, I was a man that had tremendous liberating authority. Uh, whether you like him or not, the fact is there was an anointing upon his life. I saw things happen. I really did. You couldn't make that up, if you understand what I'm saying. But there was no covering of governmental authority. None. None whatsoever. I think maybe just because the man didn't understand or didn't know or whatever, so it's not a criticism of him. And then, as we know, things unfolded. And the things unfolded because I believe, one, there was no accountability in his life. Two, he wasn't, in a sense, submitted to any person, if you understand what I'm saying. That could have helped him in those times because there was such a liberating authority on the man. And that's just a picture of what it means to have that liberating authority without governmental authority. You understand what I'm trying to say? Now, it's a bigger picture. It really is. If we understand that God puts people in place in leadership, it's not to control lives. It's not to destroy lives. And unfortunately, many of us experienced that. It's not to tell you what to do. It's not to make decisions for you. You've got to make the decision. It's not to go against decisions you make. It's there to bring protection. It's there to bring safety. It's there to bring security. But it's for the benefit of the people. You understand what I'm trying to say? It's very key. God set it up that way. We didn't set it up that way. God set it up that way. Why? Because we need it. We desperately need it. So my encouragement to anybody who's in a place, don't just leave for the sake of leaving. Find God in it. Because if you leave without God telling you to leave, you'll go through the same issue again somewhere else. Because God takes us around. It's like the Israelites who went round and round and said, I've seen this tree before. 
seen this tree before. Are you with me? Because God's dealings with us, God's purpose for us is this way. But sometimes God's dealings with us are like this. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? It's very key. I wish I had time to talk a little bit on governmental authority. Because it sounds such a dictatorial, harsh terminology. But it's not. It's not. It's a father's heart. That's what it is. It's a father's heart. wanting to protect, nurture, guide, and guard. That's what it is. You're with me. But somebody's got to make decisions. So there's not a question of whether I just say him and I on a team. And that's why God loves team. Because everything works out of team and for team. Everything. But if we're going to operate as a team, let me draw you, Steve. I know Steve. He knows me. Even though he doesn't play golf well, but I know Steve and he knows me. You with me? I know this man's heart. And so if this man comes to me and says something about Steve, I'll say, no, that's not true. That's not the Steve I know. So there's freedom, there's liberty to release one and then get behind one another. You understand what I'm saying? There's no control here whatsoever. That's why team is so important. And it's interesting that God puts us in families. If you've had a bad experience in family, it's tough, I understand, particularly when those that try to protect you have hurt you or violated you. That's tough, I understand that. But God can redeem. Not can, God does redeem. He does restore. He does restore. But I would encourage you, never leave from a place until God has given you the light to go. Okay. I was leading a church. I had to work on leadership. And I didn't hand it over earlier because God hadn't released me to do so. So you might be in a place where you say, but I'm having to work at this. It's not like the anointing's flying. No, but it's a training time for you in your life for what's coming down. You with me? And only when I had the release of God could I hand it over. Because I don't want to be in a place or be doing something God hasn't called me to be or do. You know why? I have no faith then. I have no faith. Because I cannot just say, God, if I'm not sure if God's called me to do this, I don't pray with faith. Particularly when it's trouble. Particularly when it's tough. Particularly when there's tough circumstances. You with me? But if I know it, I can say, God... I'm here because you put me here. I believe in you. I trust in you. I don't understand it, but I believe in you. It gives me faith to pray. You're with me. And it's the same thing in liberating authority and governmental authority. And the unfortunate part of liberating authority, it's always the, it's like the Hollywood style. Because everybody sees it happening. The signs of wonders, the lights, the boom, boom, everything happening. It's like when you... Put those coins in, you pull the thing, and all the lights go off. What are those things called? One-armed bandits, or whatever you call them. <laughs> Slot machines, sorry. We call them one-armed bandits in South Africa. Okay. Everybody knows you've won something because everyone is looking. And that's what liberating authorities sometimes look like, where government authority is a little bit behind the scenes, it's a little unseen. You with me? And so it's not that glamorous, but it is so needed. So needed. Desperately needed. Amen. And if you feel people are holding you back, God is the one that will release you. Promotion comes from the Lord, not from man. Amen. It's just a season. It's a season of training. It's a season of equipment. It's a season of pressing into God. It's a season of just God doing work inside me. Amen. I really want to strongly encourage you. Strongly encourage you in it. Amen. 
I hope that's helpful. Okay. All right. Now, to recognize the anointing. Whatever comes easy in your life that should design your heart can often be something of what the anointing is because it's easy for you. Let me use an example. We've got Jeremy and Jen. Okay, Jeremy's gone. Okay, he'll be back. Jen, who was part of us, they were part of our leadership team back in uh, Leesburg, and they wonderfully took hold of our children's church. And it, it, for a season, it flowed with her. It was, she's actually a teacher. She's um, qualified as a teacher. But they put their heart and soul into this children's church. Children's work is tough. It's tough, trust me. Trust me. For those who have been involved, yes, yes or no. Yeah. And there's a season that God will put you there. But the, there was grace for it. They flowed with it for a season. They plowed time into it and energy into it. We now see the benefit that some of those kids who were like seven and eight then are now in a worship team. They're now in the eight, 16, 17, 18. Wonderfully. But that's where the seed started. You understand what I'm saying? And so that's how you know God's given you the grace. Because the Father will give you a gift, what I call a motivational gift, whether you're saved or unsaved. It's the way you're wired. We stand with Matt and Sheetal. I'm sorry to mention names. I'm just trying to make it known to you. She has served us. I keep saying I feel like King Farouk, wherever he is. <laughs> just a terminology, sorry. Because she served us so well, unbelievably. But it was easy for her. It's like the grace just flowed out of her, if you understand. Some people, it's, you've got to work at that. Not for her. It was just so natural. There's an anointing there. doesn't mean we don't serve or be hospital. Hosp- hospitable, thank you. But for her, it's just so much. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because there's an anointing there. That's why. It flows a lot easier when there's an anointing there. Even in hospitality. We've just put the anointing to signs and wonders. No, people, that's part of it. That's what I'm trying to get through to you. It's part of it. It's an expression of it. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. So she has made our life easy, Michelle and I, staying in the house. Very easy, but it's very easy for her. It's not difficult for her. So there's an anointing. There's a grace that just flows. It's like she doesn't have to work at it. It just comes naturally. That's how you know there's an anointing there. It just comes naturally as you learn it, as you develop it. You, am I making sense? That's how you begin to recognize it. What is the desire of your heart? What is the desire of your heart? Not to glorify your name, but for the advance of the kingdom. What makes you tick inside Hello? Then you begin to recognize something of the anointing that's coming into your life. Where it flows easier. You understand what I'm saying? So for me to do what I'm doing now, pray for people, um, I don't know how to say this. It's not difficult for me. But I had to learn. There's a lot of learning curves, and I'm still learning. A lot of learning curves. But I love it. I absolutely love it. Whereas even Steve said about prophecy earlier, I mean, he can prophesy but it's just not a natural flow for him all the time. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Amen. That's how you find your anointing. My wife is incredible with young kids. She's no longer in children's church. She did it for 20 years in different churches. But she has a gift in with young kids. 
She has a gifting to sit with people. She has a gifting of wisdom, this lady. She just has. I don't understand it. She just has. I listen to her speak and I say, that's so simple. Why don't I think of that? Because <laughs> it is so simple. You think, my, why don't I think of that? And it flows out of her naturally. That's what I'm trying to say. Amen. Those of you who have sat with her, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah? That's how you begin to recognize how God's anointed you. Slowly begin. So you've got to find it for yourself. And God will always put you in team. Always in team. Because we're better in team. We're always better in team. We're more effective in team. But to operate effectively in team, we've got to recognize one another's giftings. But first recognize the person before they're gifted. Then recognize one another's giftings and give room for that to flow when the opportune time arises. And you learn to trust one another. doesn't mean you agree with everything. You don't want yes men in your life. You want people who will challenge you a little bit. But you have one heart. Are you with me? One heart. You want the same thing ultimately. Amen. So it's good for husband and wife to talk. Very good. Michelle sees that she's mostly wrong, but it doesn't matter. No, it's fine. <laughs> Not a toy. Amen. God is good, eh? It's amazing. It always amazes me that we were standing here, or you said, and I'm standing. We were talking. You could sense God. You go and eat, and you come back, and you can just sense God again. Okay. This is very naturally supernatural. That's the best way I can put it. Amen. Anything else? that Please help me. I'm trying to cover so many things at once in a short space of time. All right, how do you begin to really recognize just some things? Very simple. Um, Okay, as I said, sometimes in Jesus' life, he seemed to be unprepared. Um, Like the issue of blood, but you've already touched on that. I don't want to touch on that. Sometimes it's just an inspired thought or a spontaneous thought that floods into your mind or a word. That's just the gifting of the, a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom. It will come to you like you can see it over people, begin to feel it, you become aware of it. It's just, it's there. I can't explain it. Somebody else asked me a question. Sometimes you get something from the Lord and from the time you get it to the time of delivery, depending on the circumstances, if you wait too long, you'll lose some of it. You understand what I'm saying? So for me, if I'm praying for... I'm sorry, Chris, I keep using... If I'm praying for Chris and I'm waiting on the Lord and I get a picture or a sense, I used to... This is what I used to do. Lord, is that you? Isn't that you? Is that you? Isn't that you? And the guy's waiting and waiting. Is that you? Isn't that wait? And I had this mental gymnastics. I don't do that anymore. Picture comes, go for it. Don't even question it. I just got to find how to deliver it with love and care. Because I'm trusting God to bring it to me. And in the end, it will be encouraging, uplifting, and edifying. What's going to bring freedom? Go for it. Go for it. You with me? It's the same in a church setting when something comes. If you get a word or a prophecy, bring it to the leaders. Then let them decide when it needs to come or when it doesn't need to come. You've done what God's asked you to do. That's it. And it's in their court. Amen. There was also a time when Jesus, when he was ministering, Matthew chapter 16, he asked a question. See, he asked questions. 
Who do people say I am? You know the answer. Matthew 16, some say you're this. Some, well, who do you say? You're the Christ, the Son of the living God. It was a revelation Peter had, and Jesus talks on it. In the very next verse, verse 21, I think it says, from that time on, Jesus began to tell him about his departure. But he waited. He waited. He waited. He waited. He waited until he saw the response of what his father was doing in their hearts before he spoke about his purpose. And sometimes you've got to wait for that. When people ask questions, anything to do with God or anything to do with spirit, God is beginning to open their hearts. Go for it. But sometimes you've got to wait for the question to come. With her brother got saved, that's what we did. We prayed, we prayed and prayed. And then when he started to ask questions, I started to talk to him seriously about it. Now he's saved. Amen. Because the Spirit has got to prepare them. The Spirit's got to take this man and prepare his heart to receive what you're about to give. And only the Spirit of God can do that. I can't do that. All right. So um, oh, I'm going through. All right. Here's some things. This has helped me profusely. Two key, key things. If it's an A and a B, the A is remain full of the Holy Spirit. Remain full of the Holy Spirit. How do you remain full of the Holy Spirit? Walk in forgiveness, walk in humility, short accounts, and obedience. So walk in forgiveness, walk in humility, remain abiding in the Word, persist in prayer, embracing cultivate fellowship, and be aggressive towards the enemy. All right. Remain full of the Holy Spirit. How do I facilitate that? Walk in forgiveness. Please walk in forgiveness. One between you and your Lord and Savior and between those around you. Walk in forgiveness. Choose to forgive and choose to receive forgiveness from the Lord. Although you are forgiven, but we need to appropriate it, as Michelle said. I know there's a teaching being around. I don't know where it's come from. That you never have to ask for forgiveness once you got saved. I disagree vehemently with that. So, Michelle and I get married. We got married 38 years ago. I say some nasty stuff. I do some nasty stuff to her. Or she does it to me. Or whatever the case. I said, I don't need to forgive you. I married you 38 years ago. It's done. There's no reality. You see what I mean? No, I'm sorry. I do love you. What I did was not correct. So remain walking forgiveness. I'm encouraging you. Please don't hold offenses. Don't hold offenses. Jesus spoke about it all the time. Do not hold offenses. Derek Prince, in 50 years of marriage, said two things have destroyed church more than anything else. 50 years of ministry. Did I not say that? Sorry. Uh, 50 years of ministry. First and foremost, people took an offense. And offenses can come different ways. And secondly, they didn't know how to facilitate the flow of the gifts. So it became weird. So those are the two biggest issues that are found in all churches. No matter whether it's denominational, charismatic, Pentecostal, those two things arose up. Very quick. Just with offense, you know, what happens often is that the enemy is very subtle. A person can pick up an offense, and then they can justify it, and they don't even know they've done it, but they've kind of justified it because the person doesn't understand them. 
You know, it's just that they don't understand. So it's actually it's the other person's fault. Um, and because of this and because of that, so there's like a justification. But how do you know you have an offense? How's your heart with that person? Is your heart clear with that person? Are you happy to see them? Is there, is there something between you? If there's a shadow there, there's an offense. Deal with it. Take it to the Lord and say, what is my offense? Where did I pick it up? If there's any shadow, there shouldn't be shadows between us. If there's a shadow, there is some sort of offense. It's not a criticism. It's just that's the flag. Aha. I was justifying it because this is my vision. That's their vision. This is this. They said that. I said that. I should have done that. They should have done that. They were supposed to do you know. And I am actually right. It actually doesn't matter. If there's a shadow, that's the flag. There's an offense. I encourage you to walk in forgiveness. Practice forgiveness. Practice forgiveness. And you will have plenty of opportunity to do that. <laughs> plenty. Because it will cripple us. So that's what it does. It just stops that flow. You know that sc- spirit, soul, and body? It stops that flow. And we want to remain full of the Holy Spirit because then we flow under the anointing. Okay. Number two, walk in humility. In other words, cultivate a praise and worship. Cultivate a lifestyle of honor. Cultivate a lifestyle of gratitude. Cultivate those things. That's how we walk in humility. Keep short accounts and be as obedient as you know how. Third thing, to remain full of the Holy Spirit, abide or remain in the Word. Abide or remain in the Word. You've got to find it how it fits you and your lifestyle. Fourth thing, persist in prayer. Sixth thing, embrace and cultivate fellowship. What do I mean by that? You've got to be part of something. Um, very, I'm trying to do this quickly, and I don't want to do it too quickly. Okay. Sorry, how many years were you married? Did you say? How many years were you married? <laughs> Eleven. See, that's just like that. Amazing. Okay. okay. Eleven years ago, they said, I do. Okay. They married. Wife, husband. Never change. That's their relationship. You've heard me talk on this before. But when they have conflict, the relationship hasn't changed. Still wife, husband. So what has changed? Fellowship. Where he's got to go sleep in the other room or whatever the case is. Yeah, she's, yeah, okay. That's changed, yeah. And it's the same with the Lord. I'm a child of God. The relationship never changes. But when there's something in between, my fellowship changes with him. He doesn't change. It's me. That's why I keep short accounts. Cultivate fellowship and then be aggressive towards the enemy. Yeah, sorry. One John, one, verses one to four. Yeah. Uh, Acts two, forty-two, forty-three, and forty-four. No, who's point? Okay, there are others, but those two are particular. All right, and then be aggressive towards the enemy. Be aggressive. Don't focus on, but be aggressive towards his work. Don't flirt with things you know that are not helpful for you. Please, don't flirt with them. If you struggle with, I'll use uh, alcohol, would be no help going to sit in a pub to have fellowship with somebody. Stay away from it. Amen. If you struggle with, and I'm going to touch on a subject here, pornography, be accountable. Be accountable. Amen. 
pornography will dilute your authority. That's what one of the things it does. It undermines your authority. I don't know why, but it does. It just undermines your authority. Everybody ever had to help with or pray with, I can see the authority is undermined because of pornography. You with me? It's just real things out there, folks. That's all. Get accountable with it. Speak to somebody about it. And if somebody speaks to you about it, don't judge, don't criticize. Help, help, help. And women struggle with it as much as men. I didn't, wasn't aware of that, but have we become aware of it? So just be aggressive towards the enemy. Don't walk on the edge of the cliff. Walk on this, this side. That's what I'm trying to say. You with me? Okay. Um, yeah, it's, uh, we hold ourselves accountable. So that's remaining full of the Holy Spirit. The second thing, B, is find the leading of the Spirit. So, how, so you've got to remain full of the Holy Spirit, and then you've got to find the leading of the Spirit. So what facilitates that? Follow the life. Wherever there's life, follow the life. Follow the life of God. Whatever he's doing in your life, follow the life. Just follow the life. You're with me. Know his voice. Learn to know his voice. Know his voice. How does he speak? Let that voice become the loudest voice in your life. And some, it's normally a gentle whisper. It's not a booming shout. It's a gentle whisper. It's a nudge and a nudge there. Learn to hear his voice and then find the way of God, how he wants to do it. In other words, what I mean with my daughter, my oldest daughter, when we disciplined her, the way I disciplined her was I just looked at her. Chantel, and she dissolved. <gasps> sorry, Dad. Sorry, Dad. My son, I looked at him. He looked back at me. <laughs> so I thought, all right, that doesn't work. Maybe I should, um, what do you want to call it in America? Spank him. That didn't work either. He says, is that all you can do? All right, okay, that doesn't work. And he didn't say that, but you know what I'm saying. Eventually I found we have to stop him seeing his friends. Oh, that worked. <laughs> So I had to discipline them differently. So you've got to find the way he wants you to do it. Because it's different for every person. That's why you can't copy somebody else. You with me? And his ways are living. The ways are fresh. The ways are new. We serve a living God, a living hope, a living faith, and a living way. Amen. So when your lack of peace goes, it's a call to prayer. When you feel in turmoil, it's a call to quote scripture. Lack of peace, call to prayer. And if your turmoil happening around you, begin to quote scripture. That'll help profusely. I just found that in my life. When I don't have peace, I've got to get with the Lord. Because peace is the umpire in our heart. Amplified says it's Colossians 3.16. Let the peace of God reign in. Let the peace of God. And it by Amplified says it's the umpire, that peace. And when the peace is gone, I've got to find the peace. I've got to operate from peace. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. So I think we'll stop there. I hope that's helpful. Okay. But you've got to find it for yourself. I can't do it for you. Amen. Wonderful. God is good. We've got 15 minutes. All right. I'd rather you take some of the stuff, go home, wrestle with it, seek God about it, um, and let God cultivate it in you, then... Um, you understand what I'm saying. I don't want to stop what God wants to do, but it's some stuff you've got to wrestle with. And I, I can assure you, within six months to a year, you'll see you'll flow a little bit better in the anointing. You'll begin to recognize, you'll begin to see it. Ah, oh, that's, that's the voice of God. All right.
That's the life of God. All right, let me get behind that. That's what will begin to happen. In your home, even in your home. So you're sitting watching TV, and something happens, because I enjoy movies, I don't know about you guys, but there's some movies I know, uh-oh, click. Or <laughs> we were watching something, and I had my youngest daughter with me. She was about 16 at the time. And all of a sudden, I could see where it was going. You know when it's going. And all of a sudden, they're going to the room, and the door gets closed. You think, oh, jeez. So I think, let me fast forward this thing. And as I was fast forwarding, I pushed pause by mistake. <laughs> so my daughter still rags me about that. It says, Dad. <laughs> Are you with me? Yeah. Just those, they're little things in life, but they're key things in life. That's what I'm trying to say. Let that prompting come to you. Amen. God is for us. That facilitates you flowing in the anointing. All those little things. See, it's a lifestyle. That's what I'm saying. Amen.